guilty pleasures and ended up on D&D. Yeah, it was fun though. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of the Egg Sausage Podcast. My name is Gigi Nabyar. My lovely co-host over there is Dapper Dame. And tonight, we're kind of doing a fun episode to uh, let you guys get us to know us a little bit more, just doing a random Q&A. I don't know how serious Adrian's questions are, but mine are pretty, like, silly and off the wall. So strap in, and uh, you guys will learn a thing or two about us. (laughs) It'll be fun. I have a couple different not like categories but like i guess i guess Ooh, like categories you really so went the, in you you like categorized them mine are just speaking into my phone at random times of the day whenever something pops into my head well <laughs> i would i would type it down but then like i sorted them later okay and also guys before we dive in i wanted to say as well we are having another fun episode next week for our half year so yes already a half year of podcasts for yeah. us It's next week, though, right? It's next week. Week 26. 26 weeks is half of 52. We're good. Yeah, I'm so sorry to Twitter and Discord that I confused the fuck out of you. I was like, oh, it's this week. Just kidding. Nope, it's not. But Mm -hmm. we are doing still a fun podcast tonight. So definitely. 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 So, Adrian, how do you feel about pooping naked? I think I get cold. Hmm. Do you not have like a heater vent in your bathroom? I mean, I do, but everything is tile. So it's just, it's just cold in there. It's just cold. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather just be cozy, you know, put some socks on. I got actually a six foot rug, uh, like a runner rug for my bathroom. Okay. Because I didn't have one that reached from the toilet to like where our first sink is. So like you'd have to pull it either towards where the tub is or the shower or the toilet. You had to choose where you wanted it. Sure. And I was like, sure. sometimes you just want to take a poop and you don't want your tootsies to get cold, you know? So you, like, here's <laughs> my thing. Rug. Here's my thing. And I don't care what you say as a dude. At some point in time, you're going to get some sort of split stream dribble on the floor it's going to ha- like in the oh, mi- like you pee out of the toilet, Yeah, like in the middle of the night, you're like super groggy. You're just like <laughs> letting it go and you're it's going to happen. And that's why that's the sp- sp- sorry, the specific reason why I do not have like a like a, a rug or anything that like is near or like hugs the toilet. Definitely not hugs. I've seen those rugs that are like uh, like horseshoe shaped. Yeah, those are fucking disgusting. Yeah. I can imagine how nasty, like just from like the poop particles that could be like even just around in that general area, probably just cling on to that stuff. You'd have to like wash it. Well, of course, but still, I just don't. It's just another thing to wash that like I could just avoid. Rather just shit on the floor. I mean, you know, every once in a good while, you know, you just need to, you just need to assert dominance in your bathroom by shitting on the floor. So yeah. Tell the sink who's boss. No, but the reason I thought of this question was whenever I smoked weed regularly, for whatever reason, I just decided one time that, you know what, I'm going to take all of my clothes off and take a poop. And this is, I mean, I was probably like in my mid teens maybe late going on like late teens so like you know just a young ex- adventurous just experimenting yeah, you know yeah exactly exactly and honestly it was one of the best experiences of my life and if Is i have now like a perpetual thing no it's not it's definitely not perpetual but if i do have the time and the situation is right to completely because like obviously i'm not gonna disrobe in like a public restroom to to take a shit like i'm not (laughs) going i'm not going to walmart even though it might be acceptable in walmart oh but you don't want your clothes touching anything in anything like could you imagine your bare feet on the bathroom (gasps) at walmart nope Mm -mm, not for me no i don't even (laughs) use the restroom there (laughs) right God. Unless I'm absolutely desperate. I don't even let my butt cheeks touch a, po- a public toilet seat. I always put down like that little protector or like yeah. two pieces of toilet paper. Toilet paper and do like the half on half off, you know, like where like it's just like the back of like your thighs are on there instead of like your actual butt. 
I mean, I'm not that tall, so my thighs have never touched a toilet. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. Short people <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. It was a good icebreaker. Inter- interesting question. Do you want to like bounce back and forth? Yeah, sure. Whatever. doesn't matter. <laughs> Sorry, I have like facial recognition on my phone now, so I have to hold it up every Oh, time. really? <laughs> yeah. I was like, is Adrian not able to like read well? She's got her glasses on. Like for anybody that's... <laughs> For anybody that's not watching the podcast right now, like Adrian literally had the phone next to her face, and I'm like, are she, "Is she going to read it, or is it?" Do you ever have that family member that tries to like focus it? You know, like they're like, oh, is, yeah. "Is close better?" No, no. All right, we're going down the driveway with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your favorite way to spend a weekend? Ooh, lately it's been barbecuing. Like, mm, okay. like one day dedicated to barbecue. I mean, and I mean, we're just going to talk about a weekend is in like two days, right? So like one yeah. day, one day is barbecuing for sure. Cause I mean, that does take a full day. You know, it really does. It's a commitment. It's a time commitment. Sure. But, uh, just that and just a night out with friends. Like that's, that's all I need lately, you know? So, cause the older you get, the less you see your friends. So like I crave True. that a lot. <laughs> I so you like to do like half at home, half not at home? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good way, good way to describe it. Um, get some local eats, you know. That's mm, uh, that's always yes. uh, that's always important as well because there's still like a bazillion places I haven't tried that are in the city area versus where I used to live in the county. So nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. This past weekend, actually, um, I made chicken and dumplings for the first time. I saw that. It was, oh my God. First of all, it's a really opportune time to make jokes about dumps when people are eating. Um, Cause I'm like, oh dude, how many dumps you got? You know, like I, I was lucky I got two, you know, just chill like that. But it was really tasty. I'm really glad we're keeping the whole dumping thing going on. Let's see. Let's see how many questions we can incorporate this into. But no, they looked very good. Have you cooked a, have you cooked uh, chicken dumplings before? No, first time. And uh, my sister and I cooked it together because she was here for the weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it, w- it was great. They were a big help. Younger, um, and we even, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we even made it with like oat milk instead of like regular cow milk uh, for like dietary restrictions. And it still turned out amazing. Um, it doesn't even take that long to make. And like the dumplings are super easy. So I thought it was like a really like time consuming two hour thing. And that's, it wasn't. It was yeah, awesome. that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I thought it was like a really like arduous, you know, whole thing. It's hmm. mostly just chopping everything up and tossing it in there. Okay. And then you let it like simmer for 15 minutes, make the dumplings, which is really easy. Toss those bad boys in another 15 and you're done. Okay. Okay. I might have to do that. I might have to do that. Except how am I supposed to eat a giant batch of chicken and dumplings by myself it it took three people almost three days so maybe make like a half portion yeah less definitely some yeah and speaking of the oat milk thing um i've had similar experience with uh, almond milk like almond milk has actually been a pretty good substitute for things because like whenever i made the switch you know i I mean i'm not like a big like baker or anything but you know Mm -hmm. stuff that recalled for it i'm like well shit i don't want to buy you know, just like a little thing of milk and just only use it for this type of thing. But almond yeah. milk has been a pretty good substitute. So I've been happy I about would that. try oat milk depending on what it is, because most of the time milk is like a bonding agent in baking recipes. So mm. it just makes everything kind of stick together. Right. Um, sometimes almond milk isn't like gluey enough for that. So yeah. oat milk is a little bit thicker. Yeah. The consistency of almond milk is what worried me. You know, it's like water. Um, it, yeah, exactly. Cause when I made, um, like an egg casserole for the first time, I was like, I don't see how this almond milk is going to make these like, or, or even just scrambled eggs, for example, like how is, how is this almond milk going to make them fluffy and stuff like normal milk would or half and half or whatever. And mm-hmm. it worked. I don't know. Nice. I guess it's more about like the aeration of like the scramble versus the milk itself, maybe. I don't think I've ever put milk in my scrambled eggs. How do you make scrambled eggs? What? Um, I just throw all the eggs in the pan. 
Uh-huh. And then I take like a spatula or chopsticks or something and like fuck them all up. Okay. And then like once they start to cook a little bit, you keep doing it until it just makes bigger and bigger like egg piles. <laughs> huh. I was on somebody, somebody, if, if, if you guys have a, like you want to comment on this, I'm pretty sure traditionally scrambled eggs calls for milk. I could I know crazy. people that do it or water even, but water, I've, never, I've like, heard of water, thing. but I've, I mean, like there have been times where like, I call it like the ghetto egg sandwich where I don't even bother pre-scrambling the eggs or anything. I just literally drop two eggs in a pan in a hot mm-hmm. pan, um, jiggle them up a little bit with like, you know, a spatula or whatever, and kind of just fold it on top of each other. Put that on a piece of toast with some mayo and, uh, you know, some cheese and call it a day. That's drunk food. But like eggs and mayo, I would have never thought. Yeah. Eggs and mayo. You don't like like deviled eggs. Deviled eggs are so good. Oh. I do. But the only time I have them is like baby showers, you know, because that's like <laughs> what people fucking bring. <laughs> well, I guess every family event of mine is like a baby shower because that is like one of these staples. Like, if you go to a Morrow gathering, you will 100% see deviled eggs there. They're just so good. Uh, Jesse's sister made deviled potatoes once. Ooh. That was the shit. Ooh. Wh- wait, so what's the spin? Um, so she took, like, she cooked the potatoes, and then she scooped out the little piece like you would with the egg. Uh-huh. And then she took um, all of those little fillings and put it in a bowl and mixed in, like, nutritional yeast and I think like cashews and chives and a couple other things to like make it like cheesy. And then right. just like scooped it and put it back in there. And it was really good. Fuck. It was like tiny little baked potatoes. Yeah, it was like it's almost like going towards a twice baked potato, but not but not baked again. Right. Because mm-hmm. it's just baked yeah. once, then the filling and then that's it. Yeah. Huh. Okay, I'm intrigued. I like it. I'd try it. <laughs> I'd try They're it really twice. Good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, <laughs> just on the realm of podcasting, I wanted to ask you: Do you think you'd ever survive as a radio host that was under the? Well, I, I mean, I guess every public radio host is under the FCC rules. But could you ever do it? Could you ever like? Could you ever do what we do? under FCC rule I have a hard time with strict rules over what you can say yeah um so me no I don't I don't think I could I think I would slip up um because I have a huge potty mouth like I swear (laughs) like it's regular grammar you know yeah so I think I would slip up and probably like in a big way and just like fucking ruin it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what about I, you? I think I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, I I just I would I, like I want to say that uh, it's it's amazing to have this opportunity to just freely put stuff out there and create content and not have that uh, that thumb on you, you know, because I mean, unless we had guys like Howard Stern, who knows where we'd be, you know, seriously. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. A lot of like the talk show things, like even uh, like outside of the show, you know, like they have to read the ads. So then you have to like read a script in the same way that you'd be like talking to somebody, which yeah. I think is a really difficult skill. Yeah. I would really be reading is. it like a monotone robot, like 100%. I don't know if it's just the the local radio station that we have here, but there's a particular guy on a particular radio station. I'm not going to call him out. He seems like a very nice fellow. <laughs> <laughs> but you can just totally tell when he's like getting put on for like an advertisement. Like mm. even if he legitimately did use this service or even if the service was like, yo, we'll give you the service for free in addition to whatever we pay you to put us on the air. But like it's so forced and it's so cringy in a way that like, I don't know, I like Okay, here's a question, too. If we ever got approached by a sponsor, and hopefully we do in the future, do you think that you could do like a little bit like that for a company or a service that you didn't even really support? Because I couldn't. If it wasn't one I supported, I mean, one, they would never fucking be a part of this podcast. But okay. if I had like... If there was something, you know, like an alternate dimension Dapper Dame had an ad that they had to read. 
it would still be really hard yeah to like be totally fake for lack of a better term yeah i think that we would have to like at least one of us would have to sort of like naturally you know experience whatever service it is or whatever product it is for, for us to like feel comfortable putting it on the show i know? would i would want to know like the product I would want to know the company and then like your experience working with the company says a lot about them. So I feel like all those things have to be good for me to recommend that to somebody or to put my name associated with it. Yeah, for sure. I Like there's, there's even times on certain podcasts where I'm just like, why is this, why did you guys agree to this product placement? I mean, I guess you kind of have to if you do this as like a full-time job um, and maybe like you just need the revenue. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Because like I've listened to a video game podcast and they've had an ad placement for razors. And I'm just like, okay, I mean, I kind of. Oh, do you think it has to be relevant to the podcast? Not, not necessarily, not necessarily, but it was just, it was still a little weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too far into it. I probably am <laughs> as I do. Maybe a lot of they things. could have like blended it in better, you know, like sure. a segue or something that was like, Hey, have you been playing world of Warcraft for 14 hours and got some <laughs> stubble? Let's shave that shit off real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think maybe it is like the hard segue into like certain stuff where it's just like they pivot so hard and it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, oh, like a blatant ad. Yeah. Yeah. Or like also when they do like the uh, the carrot on the stick type of uh, advertisement where they're like building up the story and they're like, we're going to tell you when we come back from our a word from our sponsor. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> so. All right. So we, we we're, we're laying some ground rules live on the podcast for the <laughs> podcast. So we have to like the product or the company. And we're not going to both. And yeah. And we're not going to hard pivot on any advertisements in the future. We're going to try to make it smooth like butter into our segue. I mean, at first, I'm sure it'll be like, you know, when you take a little pat of butter off the stick and you go to put it on the toast and it just goes, you know, you like to fuck it up a little. So that might be the first couple. And then eventually we'll get there. Right. Right. Okay, is it on me? Sure. Um, what is your favorite like sleep position? I feel like this says a lot about a person, like how they like to just sleep. Like how you lay in bed is different than how you like really get the drool going, you know? That's for sure. That's for sure. What's interesting is I really was a hardcore belly sleeper for so many years. I believe since I was young, I was just a really, really big belly sleeper, but I can't do it anymore. I have to be on my side with a pillow in between my legs and the pillow thing is more for like my, my back and like my posture because otherwise I'll like end up like twisting and like once mm. you start getting like older and like I've abused my body for a fair amount, you know, growing <laughs> up, like playing like, you know, sports and doing like aggressive, you know, whatever, like other types sure. of, you know, extracurricular, extracurricular sports. But uh Yeah. So it's got to be on the side. It's got to be on the side, which is which is good also because I do happen to like cuddling. So, hey, you know, do you have a, like a designated knee pillow or are they interchangeable? Uh, designated knee pillow. It's definitely the one that's like uh, not as good as the other two. Like I have two really nice pillows and then I have mm -hmm. one kind of like janky one. That's and that's my that's my leg pillow. So but enlighten me. Like, what does that say about me? What does that say about me that I'm a side sleeper with a with a pillow? Well, I mean, I guess that just means that you've adapted because you said that you used to just sleep like solely on your stomach. Yeah. Um, sounds like you need a new mattress, though. <laughs> I, got, I got a brand new one when I moved in my new house. Really? Yeah. And you still have to sleep on your side? I honestly think, and I'm not 100% sure because I've never recorded myself, and nor do I want to go somewhere to get a sleep study done, but I might mm -hmm. because I read something really scary the other day. I was like reading about sleep, sleep apnea, and I was like, wait a minute is the reason that I don't sleep or, and, and snoring, snoring and sleep apnea and how they're related because I mm -hmm. do snore. I do know that, you know, from women that have 
slept in my bed, you know, they're like, hey, you store a lot. And I'm like, all right, sure. well, sorry. But I was thinking, I was like, what if I have sleep apnea and the snoring just that is stopping me from being comfortable on my stomach because it's like blocking the like blocking the air right from like my belly because I got a little beer belly. Let's let's be real about this right now. <laughs> I mean, from what I know about sleep apnea, it's kind of like you stop breathing incrementally right. when you're when you're sleeping. Right. Because uh, like my dad has it and so does Jesse. Terrifying. Um, it's a little scary when like I'm laying there and I'm reading and he's out cold, like he's snoring, and then all of a sudden you hear like <gasps> and then he like moves a little bit and he's breathing. And I'm like, are you gonna fucking die? Like, what's happening? No, ser- that's that's real shit though. People have died from sleep apnea, and I was just like, it was like a WebMD moment, you know, when you're just like, Oh shit, I have I'm cancer. Die. Yep. Like it was like, yeah, no, I, I snore, I probably have sleep apnea, like it just I just went through this whole like cycle, but like it also kind of explained why maybe I don't sleep on my stomach anymore. So I, you can get like a, a mouth guard to help fix that, though, because a lot of the time it's like yeah. your, your tongue falling back into your throat and then it just cuts off your airway. Right, right. I have heard about that. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I need to go get a sleep study done. I'm like too paranoid about it now. <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't be able to have like an actually like good sleep. That's the problem. You know? That's the problem for most people is they know that they're like going to this like, like this weird place and they're going to have some people watching them overnight. You know, it's yeah, so who knows if it's actually I just picture accurate. like sleeping in like a hospital room but with like bright fluorescent lights the whole time. They never <laughs> shut off, you right, know? Right. And like maybe even like those little metal things that like hold your eyes open. <laughs> There's some, like, picture. there's some weird lady in a lab coat with like a, um, uh, you know, like a pencil and a clipboard. Board. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see that. I don't know. I don't know. Right. What I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we need to move on away from this topic because I'm just going to start thinking about it. It's going to consume me. <laughs> Fair enough. It's going to consume me. So. You've gone on a couple road trips. Yeah. Have you ever peed in a bottle? Oh, yeah. And <laughs> what did you do with said bottle after you peed in it? Okay. So peeing in a bottle, quote unquote, is not an easy thing to do for, as a female. For the, for the ladies. Right. I can yeah. imagine. Small um, hole. Well, it's just like. Not the ladies. The, the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> the bottle. Yes, the bottle. Um, so, I mean, unless you have like like a wide mouth, like Gatorade bottle or something, you're going to have to use like like a fast food cup or something. And most of the time you just chuck it in the trash afterwards. OK. Um, yeah, that's just if you're on a road trip for long enough, especially if it's one like cross country and like maybe you're not getting like a hotel or something because I've done those where like you just sleep in your car. Mm. Um, then sometimes, you know, you got another 289 miles until a rest stop. I never thought about that. I thought there was like. By law, by like federal law, there was supposed to be a rest stop every X amount of miles. It depends. Sometimes if you're going from state to state, they can get away with it, you know? Okay. Because I have seen, because I live in St. Louis, it's pretty common to see like the last rest stop in Missouri, you know, type of thing on our highways. It Um, depends on the highway, I guess. Some of them, you hmm. know, like if you're going through the middle of Kansas, you know, what are you going to do? I actually went to a gas station. It's probably like three, four years ago, but they still had the rotary numbers on their gas pump. And I'm like, wow. oh, dude, like what time portal did I jump in to get this? You know, like how wow. accurate is this anymore? Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I don't know the last time that I've seen something like that. I was a child up until that point. Yeah. Damn. That's that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy for sure. <laughs> but what made me think of that question is hearing the stories about people like finding or their cars getting hit by um truckers throwing bottles of piss out their windows 
truckers yeah, doing tru- that? Truckers, because they're like obviously the the people that you would think about the most that would probably negate stopping at a rest stop unless it's like to sleep. But I, I mean, feel like at that point, you carry an empty two liter, you know? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, I don't know. But I mean, they're just they're just pissing in bottles and throwing it out the window. <laughs> so I don't know. Dear God. But like have a little decency and just, yeah, get a two liter. Fill that bitch up. Yeah, that's you know? got to hold you at least for a day. I don't know. I like I my bladder's too small to be to be a trucker. I like I would just oh, be same dude. I pee like every 40 minutes. I exact, swear to God. Oh, yeah. I'm like. When I go on a road trip, I have to plan it out. Like I have to hold myself to not drink any liquid as long as possible. That's the hardest part about someone who does have to pee all the time is you're like so dehydrated Mm. on road trips because you're not consuming even like half of the liquid that you should be. Seriously. And if it's caffeinated, forget about it. Like it hyperacts my body and like gets everything going. So like. I'm pissing every 30 minutes. Every time. Yeah. Like. And a Red Bull is like insta shit. You're just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. gosh. Man. Oh, so much. So I'm guessing since you asked that, you totally have beaten a bottle. No, I have <gasps> not. That, yeah. Really? I will hold it. I will hold it. I have not brought myself to pee in a bottle. But then again, Interesting. the longest road trips I've been on have been with my family. And it'd probably be a little bit awkward. You know, mm, if yeah. if I was just, you know, pissing in Casual a bottle about like, it. Hey, dad. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I mean. Have you I, ever gotten a UTI? A UTI? No. Actually, yes. Yes. A UTI. Yes. I was thinking an STI. No, no STI. Very different. Very UTI different. is like you hold. <laughs> Like going to the bathroom for such a long time that you can give yourself like a bladder infection. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, and it stings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's like peeing like boiling water. Yes. Yes. And then you think it's an STI and you're like, oh. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I actually got one on like an international flight. So I was going uh, over to Germany and I was 18. Uh, Not even I was like about to be 18 and I was too nervous to like ask the person sleeping next to me to get up so I could pee (laughs) Um, because I mean the dude had popped like five Dramamine and like comad out. Damn. So and like the seats are too narrow for me to just like, you know, slither on by and attempt to get past this person. That's why I like aisle only. Yeah. Now that's what I get Mm -hmm. um, if I can or if it's like a really long flight sometimes. I'll I'll get like the the window seat so you have something like to lean on. That's fair. That's um, but fair. yeah, most of the time I get aisle now. But yeah, I held it for an eight and a half hour flight and I gave myself a UTI. Damn. I'm trying to think <laughs> of how long I've held it on a flight before. Like just because of like anxiety, maybe I probably I've probably held it like three hours, but it didn't give me it That's didn't a long give me, time. Yeah. If you really got to pee. Yeah, but it didn't give me a UTI, but it definitely, it it hurt. It hurt when I landed, when I finally oh, went sure, to pee. sure, dude. Like, it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I Sometimes think, I'm just like, I wish this toilet had like, I don't, like some kind of toilet like attached to it. Like this seat was a toilet. Yeah. And I could just like not have to go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I think I made myself get over that anxiety, though, of peeing on a flight because like i had i had like a pretty decent amount of flight anxiety when i first started flying like a lot Mm -hmm. um and i thought that it would like go away quickly because i was forcing myself to do it in succession but it it didn't go away as quickly as quickly as i thought but i remember like the first time i was fully over my my uh my anxiety to fly and it felt so good i remember i was coming back from Denver or no flying into Denver for a family reunion. I was like, yes, it was the best flight ever. No anxiety. <laughs> what used to make you nervous about it? Like the fact that you're flying or like what? Um, I think it was like a combination of things. I think it was like uh, a, a portion of it was like I could die 
in this thing pretty easily. It's common um, fear. Because, like, you know, I mean, like, uh, I, like, I like, I, I got to be, like, in control, you know, like, of the, the vessel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so. <laughs> um, And then also just, like, being crammed in spaces and, like, yeah. the whole, you know, not getting the aisle thing. So you have to, like, do the uncomfortable, you know, like, not to, like, steal this completely off of Fight Club, but I am going to steal it off of Fight Club. Do you give them the ass? Or the crotch, when you go when you go by them, what's what's the etiquette? What's your etiquette? For me, it's always butt. You're getting for me. Butt. It's for me. It's butt. Yeah, I think it's a little I, more rude if you give them the crotch. It is because it's like eye level, but also then like sometimes you make eye contact and it's weird. Ooh, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when you get up, like you forget to go butt. And then you're you're like in midst like your crotch rotation your your crotch is in their face and then you make eye contact and it's just like here we fucking are. Yep. Yeah. For, <laughs> for me, like what what really stressed me out about flying it wasn't the fact that I'm in like a metal tube, you know, forty thousand feet up or whatever. Like that didn't bother me. Um, it was just like the social construct of me not wanting to be like a huge inconvenience to anybody. Sure. So like. I didn't want to have to ask like the the flight attendants for like anything extra. I didn't want to like wake the person up next to me just so I can pee for the fifth time. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to like take my feet off or take my feet off, take my <laughs> shoes off if like my feet stink or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But all of those things people do all the time and it like stresses other people out. <clears throat> so I just never wanted to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that. Um, yeah, I think more so just also like when I first started flying a lot, I would like visit whatever city and like be hanging out with whatever friends. So it'd be like binge drinking a lot, you know, cause it was like my early <laughs> mid, you know, twenties, like that's what sure. we did. So also like having the anxiety of being hung over compounding with the already present anxiety of flying that didn't help the situation either. So, yeah. But now I can like zone out enough if I am hungover on a flight, you know, and just read my book or do whatever. That's actually like my number one thing, actually, that helped me a lot was reading. It's just like going into the fantasy yes. land that a book is. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like, you know, if you read like really good authors. I mean, uh, I've read a lot of Stephen King, like I've mentioned before on the podcast, but like, going into Stephen King's world and just being immersed in that as much as possible, you know, even if it's the shining, <laughs> you know, yeah, dude. <laughs> even if you have to be at the Stanley hotel, it's better than like worrying about the guy that's snoring next to me. And like the fact that we're in turbulence or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. what's the worst turbulence you've ever been in? Have you ever been like legit scared because of turbulence? Not really. I mean, it, it'd be like something mild, you know, and like they'll give you like a big heads up. They're like, all right, there's a storm over Kansas City. We do have to go through it. It'll be super quick. You know, just buckle up and uh, drink your drinks or don't, you know, leave a full drink on your little tray or something. That is like um, prototypical by the book. That's how to say it. But we did yeah. that same thing on the descent um, back into St. Louis and it was a bigger storm than what they let on to be for like it was like it was it's a act- mild breeze. Oh, my God. It was it was pretty intense. Like I <laughs> was in the middle of reading my book and like a little turbulence happened and I'm still reading my book. I'm, you know, I'm balls deep in it and uh, it starts getting worse. And this little kid behind me, this kid did not help the situation because he started freaking out. And I'm like, oh. okay, I can't ignore this. This kid is like legitimately crying and freaking out like we're going to die. So I'm like, are we going to die? We're going to fucking die. We're dying. Oh, my God. Like, it's so dark because it's a storm. We're literally in the middle of this motherfucker. They had to, um, they had to re, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not re, we had to go back up into the air instead of, instead of uh, descending, we were ascending. We were, we okay. had to ascend again back out of the storm. So like we had to circle back around, I guess, another way for, or no, we, yeah, we had to circle around the storm to -hmm. let it pass over the airport. And then we finally descended, but it was, it was 
yeah, it, it got me. It got me. Like <laughs> That sounds like a bitch for people in like air traffic control. Because it's like, mm. all right, this thing was supposed to land. Now it's doing a big fucking U-turn in the sky. And I have to make sure it's not going to hit anything. Right, right. Yeah, right. so I can see that being just blah. I wouldn't want that job. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they 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 seemed pretty adamant to like get through the storm at first. And I think that's what was like freaking people out, you know? And mm. then like, you could finally feel the plane like go up and to the right. Um, quick, quick, weird when abruptly. you can feel the motion. Cause most oh, of the time yeah. you don't for sure. For sure. Well, this also wasn't a huge plane either. I think it was, eh, was it two and one or no, I guess it was two and two. It was two like and two rows on each yeah, side. Yeah. Okay. So it's still not a huge plane. Um, no, that's a little plane. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely you could feel it, but it was it was legit scary. It was. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> it was. Okay, let's see what I got here. Do you have any pet peeves? Oh man, I, that makes it this, sound like you have a lot. <laughs> this is this is one of those questions that you get asked and then you just completely blank. And then you'll, you'll, somebody will do something that is a pet peeve of yours and you'll be like, damn it. Why did I say that? That one night when I was talking to Adrian on the podcast, that's exactly oh, what's happening now. So you For answer me, your own it's, question. It's mouth noises. Ooh, yes. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to like not be bothered by it. But I mean, if it bothers you, it bothers you, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, if like someone is eating and a lot of people eat with their mouth open or they make like that smacking noise while they're chewing. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, please stop. Like, I don't need to see it and experience it with you. I will take your opinion that it is tasty. Um, so, yeah, things like that bother me. And then. Can I ask you really quick? Have you ever sure. noticed that for me? I guess we haven't eaten it very many to meals together. So maybe, maybe not. But, I mean, we have in packs. Like, we went to, like, barbecue. Yeah, I guess there was more, like, there was more noise around, so you probably couldn't have noticed it. But I have been told I can be allowed, like, not not the lip-smacking thing, but, like, apparently I breathe heavy, and I also chew <laughs> very... really into I, it. I, like, breathe, I breathe heavy, and I chew fast. That's, that's what I've heard. So... Huh. Sounds like you're just enjoying your food, I that's guess. What I don't I'm, know. I that's would... what I'm saying, Adrian. I'm just enjoying my food. Let a man There's nothing live. wrong with enjoying food, but sometimes you'll be in a restaurant where like the background music is way too quiet and mm. like you can just hear like the crunch of the broccoli, you know? And sure. Like, sure. Mm, no, no. I don't know. It. I don't know if I've ever personally noticed that, but I can, I can see that. I could totally see that situation happening. If you're like more in tuned like yourself to something like that. Mine is like, um, if people have like, a lot of saliva in their mouth and they're on the radio or something like there was a there very was a, specific there was a radio uh advertisement and I, I they must have had like the gain on their microphone cranked all the way up because you oh. could hear every little thing that was going mm. on with her mouth but she also like had just a lot of saliva like in the sides of her mouth so you could like hear this really like interesting noise whenever her jaw would move up and down. It was really weird. It really bugged me. Like I would immediately switch away from yeah. the station every time. I, heard I this don't blame you. That sounds really uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable. She seemed like a very nice lady in the advertisement though. She like, just had a shitty audio person. Yeah. Like the audio person should have noticed this and turned the gain down on the mic. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you can hear the saliva in somebody's mouth, your gain is too high. So, guys, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> My gain's at zero, so I mean, I can't, I can't do anything. I think I'm okay. I've listened to myself enough times. <laughs> That's also I why I keep water. I, I keep the water nearby. You know, keeps you yeah. keeps you lubricated instead of like oh your God. mouth being like the Sahara Desert, and then whenever some saliva comes into it, it just Sounds like you're stepping into like a mud puddle every time you <laughs> you, you chipmunk it. You just put it in the cheeks for later. 
God. <laughs> yeah, I think for me, it's mostly just mouth noises are my pet peeves. There's not too many things that really like bug me, but that's just one of them. Because usually like if that person's eating, you're also eating and then you can't think about your own food anymore and you're just really distracted. Mm. Ooh, or like when I watch Hot Ones, that's literally a show that involves eating. Love it. So a lot of these people that, you know, like maybe you look up to or, you know, or have seen or maybe you're experiencing for the first time. If you see them like suck on a bone and like the audio is like too good on that little lav mic and you're like, yep. mm, I didn't even hear what they were talking about. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that really gets that's me. again, in my opinion, that is on the, the audio guy or, or gal you know, to, to remedy that because quite frankly, I, I don't, I can't think of anyone that like actually wants to hear that. There might be people that are totally neutral to it. Um, yeah, but I mean, nobody wants to hear that. Sound Not effect. on that specific show. There's definitely like segments of the internet where like slurping noodles is a huge thing sure. or soup or whatever. But if I'm watching an interview, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which that's also a weird thing too. The whole like, uh, is it is it Japan or China or both where uh, the slurping is a sign of of respect, not a sign of respect, uh, but it's a it's a sign of, uh, of like pleasure, enjoyment, enjoyment yeah. pleasure. Yeah. One of the two. I don't remember. I have heard that before, but I don't remember like where it's from. Super like polarizing from from us in, in America. I mean, is, have you been to Golden Corral? They basically eat out of troughs. <laughs> All right. How dare you? Can get you get some good audio how, from there. How dare you put down the, the, the humble citizens of America that go to Golden Corral? <laughs> Do you like how, that establishment? How, how dare you, Adrian? <laughs> no, that Golden Corral is trash, and I stand by that. You cannot serve oh, a steak no. that costs three dollars and call it steak. You, you can't. can't. You can't. You can't. What? Uh, I, so I will not eat crab legs from a place that has three dollars steak. Did Golden Corral buy Hometown Buffet? You grew up in the Midwest. You know Hometown Buffet, right? I do know that, and I have not seen one in a long time. Either they bought them out, or Golden Corral just saw the opportunity and seized the seized the moment, you know, to oh, to really man. get in there and and you know serve food to those humble, a lot of Midwesterners. I don't think you're a finding. Lot. I don't think you're finding Golden Corrals on the coast. Probably not. Probably I wouldn't not. think that like buffet is big. No, on on the coasts. No, <laughs> that's definitely like places that have a really long winter and you just feel like hibernating, you know? So we're just going to get an extra scoop of mashed potatoes on this one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to lie as a kid. I loved going to hometown buffet because like free unlimited chocolate milk, all the mashed potatoes and gravy you could eat like chicken nuggies, the whole nine for breakfast, cheesecake, all you can eat. I love cheesecake. I couldn't turn that down. All you can eat anything really kind of deters me because I can't eat like a lot in one sitting. Mm. So if it's, you know, like a $22 thing, but you get to eat 16 pounds of cheesecake if you want, I can't. I okay. Can't. I'll first never... of all, $22 is ritzy for a buffet. Okay. <laughs> I think the $22 was like a sushi one I was at. I mean, that they makes... made it to order, but yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense because typically... Even if it's all you can eat sushi, like they do a pretty good job in most places. I've heard anyway, I'm not a big sushi guy, but mm -hmm. I've heard like, at least in St. Louis, the quality is pretty good at those places. So if you know that you're already going to eat, you know, two $12 rolls or whatever, like mm -hmm. why not just, you know, I don't know, but like you could, you could probably spend $22 at like the casinos around here and get the all you can eat buffet, but the casino buffets are actually, they're pretty solid. They're pretty, I'm not going to say like I, I seek them out by any means, but if it's between like an Applebee's and, uh, and an all you can eat buffet at a casino, I'm choosing the casino. I've never like, been to Applebee's. What? I think my chair's breaking, but yeah, I've never <laughs> been to Applebee's. Okay. Well, that's. 
I, I think we should just end the podcast here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Questions have been answered. <laughs> I feel like we have to chalk that up to like the things that Adrian hasn't done that most of society in America has. We need to put that on that list. Been to Applebee's, watched most yeah, movies. Watch, yeah. <laughs> owned a dog. <laughs> um, I don't know. Had some sort of flag on my truck. <laughs> yes. All right. What you got? Yes, that's that's excellent. Excellent stuff. Okay. Have you ever thought about live action role playing before? And if if so, ha- or have you done it before? Rather. Live action, like LARPing? Yeah. Like real deal, out there in the field, battle. No, I don't think I've ever done it unless it was a part of like like a play or something. That doesn't count. That doesn't yeah, count. then no, I haven't. It would be neat. I, don't, I can't say I've ever seeked it out before, but I think it would be cool. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that since you're in the South now and it's warmer year-round, like you mm-hmm. could probably... You could probably find a pretty good group down there. Um, have to figure out how to find them. <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to say I only had that question in mind because I actually watched a documentary recently on <laughs> LARPing. Um, but uh, it actually, it was something I kind of scoffed at before. Not going to lie. And now that I watched the documentary, I was like, you know what? That would be fun. That would be fun for just like a weekend every now and then just to go out and be a huge nerd and yeah, throw lightning bolts and shit at each other. That'd be cool. Have you seen like the weapons and stuff they make for LARPing? They're so cool. Yeah, they there are some like really, really intricately done ones. But uh, but also I didn't think about this aspect, but the sheer organization that goes on behind the scenes, uh, depending, obviously, how involved uh the person or persons that are running the group is, but like you can, you, you like require for some of the bigger groups, um, 20, 20, 30 people or more just to organize yeah. the event. And that's insane because like, yeah, cause I mean, there'll be like different, you know, like clans essentially. And sometimes they have like battles. Sometimes it's yeah. just like little towns that they pop up and yeah. yeah there'll really be cool. like, they're like people that control NPCs, people that control the active players, so on and so forth. But it's like, a, it's a strain on them because they're volunteering their time. Mostly. I think maybe some of them do get paid depending on the size of the group or whatever, the quality, I guess, maybe of the group, um, how much they get into it. But no idea. Either way, those 20 to 30 people that are organizing everything don't get to participate because they're too busy organizing. So hmm. it's like a, you have to be really dedicated to, to running, to, to be on the backside of it, you know? To uh, make sure that oh, things yeah. continue on, you know. I mean, at that point, it's not just like a, a hobby; it's like a passion, you know. It, it would have to be. It would have to be, um, because without them, like the people that are NPCs or like are are active players and stuff, they're just mm-hmm. like they wouldn't. They probably wouldn't organize their own. They'd probably just be like, "Well, I guess we're we're gonna go home now," because <laughs> you know, I mean. Yeah, it, I guess it, at some point it has to be beco- it has to become a passion. Even though you might be passionate about being in one, but I don't know. Just really cool, really cool. I I feel like if I got a buddy or two to uh to buy into it, I'll mm-hmm. probably try it sometime soon. You wouldn't want to do it solo? I don't think so. I feel like there could be some fun with like the anonymity to it, you know, like you just show up and no one has any idea who you because mm. it, it almost makes like being like a character easier. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, also in this documentary, the thing I found interesting was the new players. So I guess players that have only been coming there, you know, maybe less than save like five sessions or something okay. like that. They said that they said the number. I can't remember what it was, but you know, five sessions um, or less, you have to be an NPC. So you have to be a monster or you have to be like a merchant or whatever that has like limited, I guess, range of what well, you can probably, do. 
easier to like adjust that way. Well, I think not only that, but they also want to incentivize the the more uh, like sticking around. Know, and yeah, like the more complex. senior members to have first dibs at being a full, you know, full fledged role playing person in sure. the whole setup. So I thought that was interesting. So you have to like go cool. through, you have to like go through their little trial. <laughs> go through the ranks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Okay. I definitely have a lot of questions that we're not going to get to this time. So maybe, we'll, okay. we'll, maybe we'll do a part two at some point. Yeah, we should. Um, do you wash your feet? No, I don't. Really? Yeah, really. I don't wash my feet. That is that is a really interesting question. I asked this because it must have been like two years ago or so. Huh. Um, Jesse and I were hanging out and I was laying on the floor and he came and sat up next to me like crisscross applesauce, you know, uh-huh. um, and he had his feet by my face. And I'm like, dude, your feet fucking smell. And he just got out of the shower. I was like, do you wash your feet? And he was like. I guess not. I yeah, I guess not. Like no one's ever asked me that question. So I now wash I... my feet every time, every time, <laughs> even between the toes. How do you not wash your feet, Ray? I don't know. I guess I just let the soap go. I don't. Yeah, like I wash my shin. Uh-huh. I just yeah. I never. Stop. I've never had anyone tell me my feet stink. Doesn't mean they don't. <laughs> you want to come over and smell my feet? Come smell my feet. If you fucking wash them first. <laughs> no. Nope. It has oh to be a surprise visit. It has to be a surprise visit. You oh, can you can be the judge of my not so stinky feet. You should wash your feet. I think I think I do enough. I think I do enough. Having soap run over it is not washing. What? It. Can Hold you on. imagine if you washed your hands that way? Hold on. Do you wash your feet first or last? Last. I do armpits first. Okay, that makes sense. Wait, no, it doesn't. I don't know. What do you mean? It you take the bar of soap Whatever. and I go straight to the pit. <laughs> See, I do my legs first. So, like, whatever runoff is on my legs goes to my feet. Yeah, but that... Oh, can you imagine if you just had... I got a good lather. Like, like okay, <laughs> let's just say you had, like, a cup of, like, shampoo and water and you mix it together and you made that lathery stuff and you just dumped it in your hair. That's it. No scrubbing, no extra nothing, no yeah. little bit more soap if there's still a dirty I spot. I see what you're it's- saying. That's my hair, though. That's the- And your feet sweat. They live in your shoes, and they need some tea. I see what you're saying. I, I am surprised that Jesse... Jesse must he watches not, them now. He, he must not lather as hard as I do or something because, I mean, like, I, there's no way my feet stink right out of the shower. There's no way. He wears, like, work boots, like, steel toes all day. Yeah, that'll do so, it. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. If, especially, no, yeah. That's that's different. That's, that's like creating a cocoon of just stink. <laughs> so, I mean, either way, like, your, your feet sweat, stuff falls in there your shoes are dirty i mean you you change your damn socks you don't wear boots which is me like that that and and i let the lather go on the feet i'm saying my feet don't stink that's all there is to it i'm just saying they could be cleaner (laughs) they could be cleaner you're right thanks for enlightening me oh my god okay well now i'm gonna have to tell people on dates i'm gonna be like look my friend Adrian, she said, my feet might stink. I'm just going to need your opinion right now and just no, bust just them out at the table. I don't wash my feet. <laughs> full disclosure, full disclosure, don't wash those things. I don't know. I'm going to get oh a, I'm gonna have to get I'm going to have to get second opinions on this. So uh, Okay. <laughs> All right, I think we got time for one more. You got you got a good one? All right, let's do let's do uh let's do an easy one. Okay, if you had to switch your accent right now, what would it be? I mean, right, like the first thing that comes to mind is I've always liked 
either like British or like Australian accents. Why does every American say that? I, I don't know. Like I feel like it's such... the one that we're like most exposed to, but can still easily understand. Yes. I think you nailed it there. I think you nailed it. Yeah. That every, every American says British or Australian. Everyone. Yeah, because they're still technically speaking English, but it just has an accent. When you speak a foreign language and then speak another language and carry an accent over, sometimes it's it becomes a little bit harder to understand. So yeah. if I if I were to pick an accent, you know, where everyone could still easily understand me, it'd be one of those. Mm. I think the fun you? the fun trolley one for me would be German. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, just God. because speaking English in a German accent is just fun. Um, but yeah, it would be it would be Australian or British for sure. Okay. For sure. Nice. Nice easy answer. Nice yeah. easy answer. But a fun question. Fun question. Agreed. Well, right, I think we might have time for just one more. Okay. Serve it up. Um actually, the last question I have on my list is how's your week going? It's going. I only really see you like once a week, you know. <laughs> um, Just, so for uh, anyone that anyone that hasn't seen the live streams lately, uh, Hearthstone every night of the week this month or every day of the week this month. So oh my God. yeah, trying to reach rank five, which is like a milestone for a lot of Hearthstone players. So and it's been going terribly the last three days. So that's Damn. how my week's been going. <laughs> um, nice, nice. Yeah, so I've been struggling <laughs> with that, but trying have to have Have you fun. hit five before? No, I've hit six before. So it's oh, like... So I was... you skipped five, or does it no, go the other way? No, it goes the other way. Yeah. Oh, okay. It goes the other way. So Interesting. If you guys would like to come root me on, root, you know, root for me, come swing by up until Is the Is there like anything you can do to like increase your your luck, or is it like you build a deck and then it's just... Um, the numbers game. So you can play a tier one deck that has, you know, over usually tier one decks have over like a 52 ish percent win rate. So then it becomes about numbers. Yeah. So like if you play perfectly, um, every single game and never misplay, you can still mm -hmm. get screwed by RNG as in what the other person draws. So like mm -hmm. if they happen to draw better than you, then that's sort of a thing. But it's supposed to be that since the win rate win rate is over 50%, if you play it perfectly, or at least near perfect, technically over a certain amount of games, you should progress into legend, which is past rank one. Because so. you'd win more than you lost. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Oh, but interesting. I misplay. So <laughs> not only is that working against me, but also the RNG of the cards is also working against me too. So fresh my memory. I hear people say like RNG all the time and I forget what it stands for. It's like random number generator. So like it would be okay. um, more of like a programming term. So like whenever a program, like let's say the program for Hearthstone, right? Um, mm -hmm there's 30 cards in a deck, right? And each number is assigned, or each card is assigned a number, right? One through 30. So a random number generator in the line of code would say the next, the card that's gonna be drawn next is this random number. That's a random number generator. And you're just like hoping for one of those numbers. Yeah, you're hoping oh, for- is that, is that why people put like bless RNG in chat? Cause you're just- you're just like, please don't fuck me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. <laughs> that's okay. it. So, cool. but I mean, RNG yeah. can be, you know, any number of things. That's but that's just how, that's just how the randomness is made in programming. Gotcha. Not just video I, games, but just programming. I see a lot of um, like speedrunners talk about it a lot because they're just like, please, please, mm -hmm. RNG guys, come on, we got it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's just the coding in the game. Like, maybe it'll gotcha. fuck you that time. Maybe it won't, you know, so. Damn. Yeah, because, like, it's All the right. difference between, like, uh, if you wanted to play a game that did not involve any RNG whatsoever um, and you play a lot of card games like Magic or Hearthstone, they say mm -hmm. play chess because chess contains no RNG. Chess is 100% skill, 
human versus human. That's it. There's no outside interactions. There's no randomness involved. So it's – when you win in chess, you're undisputed. When you win in Hearthstone, even if you win the Grand Masters, you could say, you know, oh, man, he he did get a lucky streak of cards there or – because it is technically random. Yeah. You could even say it about poker. Oh, he got sucked out on the river, you know, or he won on the river. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? Uh, it means like uh, you had a really good hand on the flop. So the first three cards that come down in Texas Hold'em, that's called the flop. And then okay. the, the fourth card is the turn and the last card is the river. So if you're a good poker player, you... You determine your odds usually by the flop. And that determines whether you fold your hand or stay in the hand or stay okay. in the pot. You know, um, so but some people, some people, even though the percentage is low, maybe they have a really big chip stack so they can afford to do it. They'll stay in the hand all the way till the river. And on the river, the other person that was mathematically supposed to stay in the hand and was favored mm-hmm. to win gets beat by a card that drops on the river and it sucks. It really, really sucks. That's RNG. That's RNG. Interesting. I've never played poker. Oh, it's a fun time. I'm terrible at it though. I have a bad nice. poker face. Oh, I wear too, dude, I can't I lie wear too much emotion. Too much emotion <laughs> on my sleeve. Same, same. So, all right. Shall we wrap it up? We're definitely yes. going to have to continue this another time. Yes, there will definitely be a part two at some point because I only use like five of my questions. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening. Find us on YouTube, Spotify, all those beautiful podcast platforms. Find us on Patreon. Really appreciate your support. We are here every single Wednesday, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.